In this episode, we're going to be discussing signs that you are walking in rejection on Soul Zero Two. And welcome to Soul Zero Two. This is the podcast that's putting the oxygen back into the Christian life, one soul at a time. And our goal here is to encourage people not only to follow God, but to become overcomers and to be fruitful in their lives and to grow in their lives. And we started a series called Overcoming a Rejection Mindset, because a rejection mindset is different from just being rejected in that sometimes we're rejected, but we don't know how to handle it. So we either deny it, or we run away from it, or we hide it, or we somehow suppress it so that it becomes toxic in our spirits and we never really grow. And uh, so last time we, we talked about what is rejection, but today we're going to talk about signs you are walking in rejection. And uh, God's response to broken humanity is He gave us Christ. But why did He give us Christ? Just to forgive us our sins? It's far more than that. If forgiveness is the only reason to follow Him, man, we need more than that, right? We, we need to know that He loves us, that He's our Father. And so this is why Jesus' response to a broken humanity was to adopt us as sons and daughters. And the Father in Heaven seals this adoption by giving us this word, this password, please, if you please, Abba. And Henry Nouwen said that Abba is a very intimate word. And Abba in the Greek, uh, it's, it's, and some people have debated it doesn't mean this, but I believe it does because God loves us the way a father loves his children. But Abba is a very intimate word, says Henry Nouwen. The best translation for it is Daddy. And the word Abba expresses trust, safety, confidence, belonging, and most of all, intimacy. It does not have the meaning, connotation of authority, power, and control that the word Father often evokes. On the contrary, Abba implies an embracing and nurturing love. And this is a beautiful way to describe how God wants us to see Him. Now, it doesn't mean God is not in control. Of course He is. But He is first our Father in Heaven. And when Jesus gave us the, the Lord's Prayer, He wanted us to see Him as our Father who art in heaven, right? So Jesus uses this word also when He was at Gethsemane kind of having a wrestling match with His own, you know, with His destiny, so to speak. In Mark 14, 36, He said, Abba, Father, for you, He said, Abba, Father, for you, all things are possible. Remove this cup from me. And yet, not what I want, but what you want. Jesus saw his Father in heaven as his Father, as Abba Father. And so, God has, has impregnated this word in our hearts, in our very nature, that there's something in us that needs Father, that needs to be nurtured, that needs to know that someone loves me, that someone cares. And in fact, Galatians 4.6 says, And because you are children... God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. There's something in all of us that needs to be loved and to be loved. And that need is, is satisfied and found in God. So Paul shares God's promise of adoption in Romans 8.15. But then he experiences what feels like the, the very opposite in his, in his experience. He realizes in Galatians, hey, God is my Father in all this, and this is beautiful. But if you look at Paul's trajectory, his life, he went through major rejection. He went through persecution. He went through stonings. 
He went through uh, imprisonments, uh, shipwrecks, slander, backstabbings, you name it. This guy went through it. And yet, he walks in such acceptance of the Father's love. And this is what I'm saying to you today, that you may be rejected, but you don't have to walk in rejection. And it is believed, and I believe it, of course, that this rejection mindset started in the garden. Uh, when Adam and Eve first sinned, they became the first people who experienced what it means to walk in alienation from God. That even though God was with them in a sense, He wasn't able to be with them in the fullness that He was before, before sin came. Nevertheless, God still loves us. So rejection we defined previously as to live as if you are cast aside, thrown away, or have no value. Have you ever felt like that? That you're cast aside, thrown away, or have no value? That is the very epitome of what rejection feels like. And we find that, and we said this previously, that experiencing rejection and acquiring a rejection mindset are two separate things. You can be rejected and learn how to navigate it and manage it and process it in a healthy spiritual way in God's grace so that it doesn't define you, it only develops you. Or you can, you can experience rejection where it becomes sour in your spirit, it warps your inner nature, and it, it leads you to a dark side that you have not known. So here's a question I want to ask you today. Why is it so important to allow ourselves to, to be developed by our rejection. Romans 8.17 puts it beautifully. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if in fact we suffer with Him, so that we may also be glorified with Him. What does this mean to us? And he goes on to say the sufferings of God allow... Uh, uh, he, he goes on to speak about this idea of being glorified with Him and how that suffering is part of being an heir of God and, and being one of God's children. The sufferings that God allows in your life and in my life is the, are the schooling that is making us fit to receive our inheritance by transforming us from children to heirs, from immature orphans to heirs. What good is, what good is if God gives you a gift if you, can't, if you can't handle it, if you can't steward it? Imagine a parent who owns a successful corporation. Would they leave their corporation to an immature, bratty child that does any, everything he wants whenever he wants and doesn't care about anything? Or would they keep that in trust until the child matures enough to the point where they can receive the company and steward the company? And in a sense, we already have salvation in God, but we don't have the fullness of all these things because we're immature. We don't know what it is, really, to walk in love, to be loved, to, to receive the fullness of the Father's love. So how do you know if you're an immature child that is not ready to receive what the Father gives, or if you're an heir of, of your Father in heaven? And here's some signs of walking in rejection. This is what this is about today. Now, Mark de Jesus uh wrote a great book called Exposing the Rejection Mindset. So I'm, I'm uh, quoting him from this. But he gave 12 different signs that you walk in rejection, and they're really helpful to us. So do you hate to be confronted? That's another. That's one big one. Uh, that's part of rejection because you're used to being rejected. And you, you, when you're rejected, 
when you walk in rejection, you take every kind of confrontation or any kind of meeting as rejection. Do you feel rejected when someone does not return your phone call, email, or text? Do you reject others before they reject you? Do you often feel far from God? That no matter what people tell you, no matter what scriptures you read, you still feel far from God. Do you struggle with accepting God's love for you? Do you find yourself trying to please God or others with your behavior? Do you become easily hurt and offended by people? Do you feel that do you feel the need rather to tell people of your accomplishments and achievements? Do you base your worth in your accomplishments? Do you find yourself constantly comparing yourself to others? Are you highly driven by uh, driven or performance oriented? Do you have a relationship drama, a lot of relationship drama uh, in your life? Does it seem to follow you? And these are great, and I've experienced some of these in my own life because I, I tell you before that all my life I battled rejection until God really addressed it in my life, where where He confronted me and and, and told me in many ways you don't have to live this way, you can be free from from that that rejection mindset. And so when when we carry rejection, it comes with scars, many scars, like excessive neediness, or maybe we have emotional issues like anger or envy or jealousy or hatred or competition. Maybe we tend to condemn ourselves. Maybe we uh, become judgmental of other, of other people in our lives. Maybe we struggle with addictions in our life, or maybe... We, we live Christianity by the law, trying to please God instead of by love, just being God's friend and relating to Him. Maybe we always feel like an outsider. Maybe we tend to feel sorry for ourselves, or maybe we see ourselves like a victim. Or maybe we have a just a numb sense of hopelessness that we walk in. So here's my point today. You can get out of this. You can get out of this rejection if that is your struggle because it is God's will that if you are a follower of Him, if you look to Him, that He will deliver you from rejection. And it's not just our spiritual inheritance that is at stake here, but it's our personal well-being and acceptance because rejection has not only emotional and spiritual issues, but it has physical issues which we won't even enumerate today. So this is why getting out of rejection is so important. And, and how we, why we realize that we don't have to live this way. We don't have to live in fear of being rejected. Because rejection will come one way or another. We must learn how to navigate it and process it through God's grace. So we were created with the need to be loved and accepted. And if we don't fulfill that need in the right way, we're going to fulfill that need in a wrong way. And that's why we need to be accepted in God and loved in God. And we know that in God, there are so many, so many ways that we as people can, can feel rejected. Uh, we can even feel rejected by God when you think about it. We can feel to a point where, where uh, this God who once loved us, all of a sudden we, we feel like maybe he's not my friend anymore. Maybe he's my enemy. And that is never God's will. But, uh, in in the terrific in, in this terrific book by uh, Tricia and Jack Frost, they gave a chart, and, and it's about walking out of rejection. You know, but uh, 
about becoming a son and a daughter. They, they gave a chart that I'm going to read a few of these to you just to talk about the difference between uh, someone who walks in rejection and someone who doesn't. Uh, first of all, the way they see God is unique. The one who doesn't walk in rejection sees God as a loving father. But the one who does walk in rejection sees God as a master. What about how, how they view dependency? The one who doesn't walk in rejection is dependent on God and not afraid to depend on others. The one who walks in rejection is extremely independent and self-reliant. What is their theology like? You know, their, their belief in God, what, what is that like? They live by the law of love. Those who don't walk in rejection, those who do walk in rejection, live by love of law, by just following all the rules, right? What about how they view security? People who walk in rejection view security this way. They're insecure, they lack peace. But those who, who don't have rejection as their mindset, they're able to rest in God knowing that He loves them no matter what. How do they view the need for approval? Well, when someone is not rejected, when they walk in God's acceptance, they're totally accepted by God and loved and justified by Him. Even if they fail, they know He's going to pick them up and help them. But those who walk in rejection, they strive for praise and approval and acceptance of other people. And again, uh, Jack Frost was a great spiritual father uh, to many, many people and, and just wrote great stuff on this subject. And what about their motive for serving, you know, serving others and helping the broken of the world? Well, if someone walks in rejection, then to them it's just a personal achievement and they want to impress God and others. But if they don't walk in rejection, they do this out of love for God and love for humanity. What about the Christian disciplines, you know, prayer, reading the Bible, and just um, fasting, things like that. Well, if people walk in rejection, then it's just this cold duty that they have to do to earn God's love somehow. But if they don't walk in rejection, they do it out of pleasure and delight for God. And there's so many other things on this chart that are great, like motivation for purity, like what, what motivates them to do the right thing and to live holy. Well, if they walk in rejection, then they have to be holy to have God's favor and increase, and thus they're always guilty. But if they don't walk in rejection, they want to be holy and, and do not want to do anything to hinder that beautiful relationship between them and God. So see, you see how, 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 how different those two are. And there, there are so many other things on the chart, but I just want to wrap this up today by saying, by a question, how do you see the world? Do you see the world through the eyes of a son and daughter who are loved and accepted by their Father in Heaven? Or do you see the world like an orphan who has no home? Jesus felt this pain on the cross for us. In Psalms 22.1 it says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why, have you so, why are you so far from helping me? From the words of my groaning. Why did God do that? Why did God suffer? Jesus experienced an orphan heart, the feeling of being rejected and exiled by God, so that we wouldn't have to, so that we could know what it means to be accepted of God. And we find that in, in the Scriptures and in the Bible, God is always reaching to us. He's always looking for us and trying to get us to follow Him, not out of some, some sense of, of moral correction. Uh, today we have so much back and forth about you know, who's who's right and who's wrong politically and all these things. And you have 
conservatives, conservatives and liberals and all this. God is neither of those things. He's a father seeking his children, children whom he loves. So till next time, uh, connect with us online. We're on YouTube. We, we have a Facebook Facebook channel also and and uh, and, and Snapchat. And uh, ch check out soul02.com and all those places and you'll find us. So until next time, thanks so much for being with us. God bless you.